Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. It's your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Miss Rochelle. Rochelle, how are you feeling today? Good. You looking a- good? All right. You know, it's <laughs> Christmas time. It's time to get in the spirit. Winding these podcasts down. Yes. I, I can see the finish line. I've we, been saying that for a long time now. We actually... It feels ra- like it gets further away the closer it gets. <laughs> we think we have wrapped up our last videos for this holiday season. Or for the year. For the year. Yeah. For 2018. Put a, put, a, put a wrap on 2018, right? Yes. We uh, we did prime rib this week. We did a holiday... You know, it wasn't just a prime rib. I did a hickory smoke. Herb crusted. Whole ribeye prime rib. And... Man, it was fantastic. Can well, you, you beat that? Well, do you want to talk about the prime rib first or Arizona first? No, let's talk about what we've been doing. So what, right. I, that was my next question. What are we going to talk about today? Because we got, we you know, we okay. did a lot since, the, did we do a podcast last week before we went to Arizona? Yes, we did it like Wednesday. Okay, I can't, you know. Do you realize it's it been a month since we've been to World Fades? It don't, man. It feels like. It seems like we've been forever since we was in Arizona. We was just there last weekend. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, when you're staying busy and trying to wrap all this stuff up before because we know the holidays is coming i've been trying to hunt a lot and it's 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 crazy i was in arizona this time last week it was set it was almost 70 degrees sunny and now we're here and it's cold and rain rain set in on us and it feels like wintertime here in, in, in north mississippi so today we're talking about you know Arizona last weekend about our experience, what we cooked there. We're going to talk about the prime rib. I got a, several questions I want to ask you about cooking a prime rib, and then I thought we'd talk about gifting food, hey. like giving foods or, as gifts. Or what about just some holiday gifts for oh, yeah. bar- for the barbecue person or man in your life? <laughs> I tried to do that. I a few love weeks barbecue ago. gifts. Yeah. But okay, yeah. I'm excited. It's gift time now, so I, know, I got a long list of stuff I would like, or that I think every barbecue man should need. I've already bought all your Christmas presents. I hope it's some good stuff. <laughs> we, I've been really good this year. <laughs> I feel like I have. I don't know. We said we we're putting a cap on our um, saving up for that. Yeah, we're saving cook off in the in the Caribbean. Yeah, we're going to the Bahamas, and that's going to be our Christmas gift to each other. Yeah. So I had a limited budget I was working with. The killer hogs are You're getting some going socks to, going and a new to swim t-shirt. with the swimming pigs. Pig beach. Okay. So, Arizona. so yeah, let's talk about Arizona. We went to Arizona. What did we leave last Thursday morning? We mm-hmm. got up early, went to the airport. Quick flight. I mean, we were, you know, there isn't a lot of flights that leave Memphis and go straight somewhere. Most of the time we're having to connect. But Phoenix had a straight flight. About three hours, 20 it minutes. It was easy. It was an easy, easy travel. Easy flight. Yeah. So we got there. And, of course, uh, as soon as we hit town, we went and well, we checked in the hotel, dropped our bags, and then went straight to that Barbecue Island store. And I'm going to tell you what. I've been in a lot of barbecue, like, supply stores. The one in Arizona, we went to the Tempe one. I guess it's the main one yeah, close to their several, warehouse. They, they got three within yeah. an hour of each other. But that store, man, it was awesome. They had anything you want in a barbecue store. I'm talking about from grills to every rub, every sauce, injection, supplies, charcoal, wood. What, what else did you see in there that was cool? Every brand of, of grill seemed like yes. it was representative. Yeah. I mean, I saw eggs. I saw Traegers. They I even saw, had Martin Lambert's Red Box. They had the Red Box. Yeah. They had they all had kinds of grills, gas grills, Memphis yeah. grills. They had some grills I'd never seen you before. You know, that Camelback was a, a, a stick burner, like yeah. for your home. I mean, it was like, a, 
I guess you call it a backyard now. It's coming with like a $4,800 price tag. That's a heck of a grill for your backyard. But, man, that was an awesome stick burner. Yeah. And it was a good size. I mean, even though it's a it's a home version, it's not like a trailered version, it was still a cool stick burner. They had so many grills. They had setups, like outdoor setups. They had, you know, outdoor refrigerators and ice makers. And, you know, they had it all set up. They had everything. You could go in there Working, and put your like, hands on anything you wanted to do for your, you know, your outdoor needs. I saw little um, hats that you put on turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> like you see on TV shows. Yeah, like little... Norman Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. They put on the, you know, their smoked turkey. They pop them on the ends. We could have get one of those for a classic turkey. <laughs> yeah. Like if I do next year, I was thinking about doing like a, everybody asked me about the fry. I was thinking about doing a smoked deep fried turkey and put yeah. some of those little turkey legs on it. See how That'd it turned out. They actually everything. put them on a platter, you know, like grandma's platter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and have it done up. Slice it like the, where the breast falls the wrong way. <laughs> That's what they always did in those pictures, you know. That, that yeah. You see, I, I used to, in some of my earlier turkey videos, I'd slice them that way because that's how I always seen it all my life. Yeah. Somebody corrected me and said, "Man, you know, it's better if you cut if you cut it the other way. It really is." But so the store was really cool, and they had a setup where, of course, like the front of the house is is where everybody goes in. And you, you know. Put your hands on all the stuff they have. Yeah, another thing. I test was, all the rubs they yeah. have. They're all, they all have testers. Where they probably, how many rubs do you think they had? All of them. All of them. I, <laughs> I didn't see one they didn't. Yeah. yeah a, a lot of competition teams are represented there. And your your regular rubs. It's the stuff you don't get at, you know, your grocery store. Yeah, yeah. It's the stuff Walmart's not selling. But in the back, like the back of the house, is their warehouse. And so they had like a, they have a couple roll-up doors. I know they have one big roll-up door. And that's where we pushed the grills out. And they let us use their grills. We we cooked on uh, Traeger's. We cooked on Memphis grills. Uh, Traeger rep came out and brought a couple grills. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Jay. Yeah. And, uh, and he uh, he brought two Pro 34s. We put an egg out there. We had our PKs out there. They had two PKs. Yeah, I think Josh brought did. his own yeah. PKs. Um, and I said Memphis grill. And then we, we cooked on five or six different grills mm-hmm. and they had it set up with chairs back there and they had a nice little display table and what i thought was cool they they set up like these curtains around us so it gave us a, a cool backdrop yeah and of course they had a tv camera and all that set up so we it was a great setup. it was a great great deal for a class um we spent two wanted- classes out there friday and saturday yeah one thing i want to say <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just talking <laughs> but- fired up the barbecue island, like when you go in there, they had three guys on the floor at all time that knew, like, oh, they were all, sharp. yeah, they knew everything about the grills that they were selling. So it was a great place to go shopping, you know, especially if you're in the market for a grill. Go there and talk to those guys, and they'll point you in the right direction. I'll tell you, the people of that part of Phoenix area, man, they're lucky they have a store like that. Mm-hmm, they are. Um, okay, now you can continue. <laughs> so, so we did two classes out there. I think we had. We have 40 in each class, I think, something like that. It was right at 40 yeah. in Friday nights like and like 36 40, yeah. Yeah, in Saturdays. Uh, a lot of people stayed for both of them. And the first night we did just kind of, we we, we, show, we showed them some of our backyard stuff that we like to do. Uh, it was me and Heath doing most of the talking, but you and our wives, you uh, and Candace. Yeah, we did it with Heath Riles and Candace Riles of Heath, Heath Riles, Riles Barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. And, the, and, and so what did we, we cooked... Um, ribs we did um you know ribs you could do at home i mean they were, they're not they weren't a lot different than he's comp recipe but they were you know they were really really good yeah he's kind ribs. of showed the ribs and then we did brisket which um kept shout out to kevin green at the butcher shop in pensacola man he sent us two 
beautiful A9 Wagyu briskets. And man, those things were awesome. What is it in the A9? Explain that to everyone. That's just, they, I think they make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real, real Kobe, you know, Wagyu cattle from from Japan and it is rated. They have like this A rating system where they rate the quality of the meat and it has to do with the fat content and all that in it. So when they started selling this, this uh, what they call Wagyu in the States, which I'm told is really not you know true yeah. wagyu beef but they they i don't it's think there's a, i don't think there's a standard i think they could call it whatever they yeah. want it as far as the a rating goes but these are a9s highest rating that i know you can get okay and they're marbled up man it, you could, i really don't know if we could have messed them up yeah I mean, they were beautiful yeah they were beautiful i mean it was good but um and so that what else did we cook um so on you Friday cooked night. brisket ribs ribeye steak oh yeah we did a full and cheese bologna plate we did a, well, that was the first thing we started with was like an app. We want to show them an appetizer. So if you're entertaining at home, you know, having folks over, um, we had to do the traditional Memphis sausage and cheese plate, but we threw some smoked bologna in there and it was hard to find bologna in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, they had sliced bologna, like you make a bologna cheese sandwich with, but the whole stick of bologna, they just didn't have. And, um, we ended up. I think we got it at Walmart in the deli section, like where they go, you could have it sliced. And the people thought we were crazy wanting to buy the whole thing. It was like a four and a half pound chub, you know, and we just bought the whole thing. And then we, <laughs> you know, we did our, did our thing with it, seasoned it up, got it on the grill, made a beautiful sausage and cheese board. And that's the easiest thing in the world you can do. Yeah. And, and it's really good. People were saying, you got any more of that? Do the bologna, yeah. Bologna? I, thought, I mean, I always tell people, if you don't like bologna, you know, try try it smoked, barbecued style. It's so much better. I mean, I like bologna. Yeah. Though. A lot of people don't know what it is. They'll try it. Oh, I don't eat bologna. So, well, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> and you loved it. <laughs> How could you not? We also did some sides too. We did what? Slaw and beans. Yeah, slaw and beans. Yeah, uh, and just gave good recipes for, for those. The beans were good. There's those apple pie baked beans. Yeah. Man, they're good. And the, the cap it off Friday night, we did that um, a ribeye demo, and it you know it really wasn't even though we were doing a backyard class, we kind of showed how to do a state a, a ribeye SEA style, yeah. and we brought everybody outside around the PKs, fired them up, and they stayed with us the whole cook. Um, we cooked, I think we cooked six each, yeah, and so we had a lot of ribeye steaks. Those to two try. PKs y'all had fired up, yeah. You cook six. And Heath cooked Heath six. Cooked six. Yeah. And y'all no, actually, it was eight. It was, no, that's right. It was six. six. Yeah, that's what it was. We took, well, we were going to just buy some steaks, you know, just already cut. But then they had such a good deal on whole ribeyes out there in Arizona. I mean, we paid like eight bucks a pound for whole uh, Angus Choice ribeye. It was a beautiful ribeye. And, and we cut them. We, you know, we hand cut them right there in the class, cut our steaks Heath out. did a great job cutting them, yeah. And then just picked out the best ones out of that whole ribeye and cooked them all. <laughs> I mean, it was, man, they were fantastic. Those steaks were gorgeous. They were thick. They and, were. Yeah. Then we kind of showed them, you know, which ones you'd want to pick out and why you would want to pick out the ones that we pick out for contests. And it might have been a little in-depth for a, a backyard guy. Yeah, but, but hey. Never- it's always better to have more information. I'll tell you what, all those people are, even if they're just cooking in the backyard, they're ready to cook ribs that could probably get them a call in a contest <laughs> and win a steak contest. All, I mean, just for coming to that class. And then the next day we wanted to do something different. So we did some of our favorite holiday stuff 
and we did a whole ribeye. Um, you know, it was I knew I was going to be doing a video when I got back on one, so it was kind of a tune up. Yeah, I did that. We did tur we did whole turkeys. We did a uh, one of the double smoked glazed hams on a PK. Set I uh, set it up indirect instead of you know. Just the regular grill that style. Out really, really well. Oh, the PK put a heck of a cooking on one of those hams. Yeah. It got, I mean, the outside was all caramelized up. Man, it was beautiful. And so we did some sides to go with that. You did, we we took some of your recipes mainly. The sweet potatoes and broccoli was a good one. The hash brown, the hash brown casserole. You know, I think that was the one dish that everybody loved, and I just don't think people had had it out there. Oh, really? Or I mean, because everybody kept coming up, man, where'd you, you know, where'd you get this idea? I was like, oh, that's pretty standard stuff there. <laughs> Granny's been cooking that one a long time. <laughs> and granted, my recipes are a little different. Jazzed yeah, up. Yeah. I have a little extra cheese, a little extra this, a little, you know. Pepper but, and onions, yeah. all the good stuff that goes on them, and the love. And the broccoli and sweet potatoes, they didn't turn out as good, you know, because we were cooking for so many people. They didn't turn out as good as when we cook at home, but people still really liked them. The sweet potatoes got a little overcooked, and that might have been my fault. What other like side did we we did one asparagus. more side? Oh yeah, we just did some asparagus to go with the prime people rib. People love that, but I love That's that simple. too. You put um, you know, just take asparagus, olive oil, salt, pepper. I use AP instead of just doing salt and pepper, and put them on a pellet grill at what four twenty five, four hundred. Yeah, I cooked it asparagus. It might have cooked fifteen minutes. Yeah, it depends on the size. If you get the little asparagus, they can cook in six. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, because you know what, the young tender asparagus is really the best, mm-hmm. and it cooks so fast. I mean, and it goes it goes with anything as far as a side dish. Yeah, we it's started, good for you too. We started with hot wings one night here. Yeah, asparagus <laughs> hot wings. It was, I like. I mean, it's just us. You know? Yeah. Try to get them greens in. If I can put it on a grill and get some grill, I think what get, what's so taste. good, it gets the grill flavor. And we've been cooking, so, you know, we've been cooking briskets and all that, and all the the flavor that come off that meat that we cooked. We, the asparagus was the last thing we mm-hmm. cooked, and man, it tasted good. But we, that was our class. The you know what the highlight of that trip, Little Miss Barbecue. I had that on my list. Yeah. Well, do you want to take take it from there? No, go Tell ahead. me what you think about it. <laughs> uh, it's the best barbecue joint. I- the it's, best? Uh, it's top three. Easy. Yeah. It's easily top three. It might be one of the best. We So, Mike, the, the owner of Barbecue Island, told us about this restaurant they got there in town. And I was super skeptical. We'd already had a conversation about going to Arizona. It's like, they even have barbecue out there? You know, I was thinking, <laughs> you know, Southwestern food. Yeah, and tacos. We were looking around. Yeah, and, and I, did, I did not expect them to have a good barbecue joint. Turns out... They have one of the best ones in the country. And I'm talking about, you can go to Yelp and look it up. It, it's, it's the number one rated barbecue restaurant in the country. So I, didn't, I didn't look it up. That's what I was told. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. If you go look it up, maybe it's not. But that's yeah, what I, I was told. So go check that out. Punch that up, Shelly. You got your pewter okay. right there. Let's look on Yelp for barbecue restaurants. But so the Little Miss Barbecue, and I, I didn't get to meet the owner. I wish I would have. But I'm going back to meet him because, man, I'm going to tell him he did a fantastic job. But it's uh, it started out, I guess he was a comp guy, and he wanted to open up a barbecue restaurant. And it's just in this little little building pretty close to the airport is the original one. I think he just opened up a, like a, another dinner spot. But this one is your it's, – it's more set up like one of your traditional – Texas style barbecue. Think of Aaron Franklin's barbecue joint in Austin, where everybody gets there in the morning, they line up because the food's so good, and then when they open, you just go up to the counter and you order how many ever you know you can order it by the pound, half pound, quarter pound, whatever you want. 
They do a simple menu. It's um, the highlight to me was brisket, and then on certain, and they do, of course they do ribs, they do turkey. Did they have chicken? I don't think I saw chicken. Oh, it was turkey chicken. ribs. Uh, pull. They have pulled pork. I think he did have pulled pork, yeah. brisket, and then they do special stuff certain days of the week. Uh, we were there. It was beef rib day, which the beef ribs will that. hurt you. <laughs> they will. Hurt, they're so good. The day before it was what pastrami day. But they say they got some of the best pastrami you'll ever eat. Smoked pastrami, and so. But I decided there, we wanted to, to try. In line. Yeah, that's the whole key. It's so. It's, it's a joint. It's not like a restaurant. Oh really. no! You, it, outside picnic tables, they have a few little tables inside, but it's, but it's mainly counter service. You're meant. You can go outside and stand around, sit down at the picnic table, or you can take it and go. But you walk in there and you, you know, go through the line, pay for it, and and you're out. You're done. Yeah. And it's all served on a tray. I get. They ask you if you want it there to go, and I guess they wrap it up if you want it to go. But what I was amazed with, like you think of most of these places. Oh, I got to get there at 7 a.m. and stand in line until they open at 11. But here, they actually had um, a parking lot attendant when you pulled in trying to tr- first make the traffic flow because it was going to get so busy. And so you, they gives you a ticket when you get there. And then you could leave if you want. You can sit in your car. You don't have to go get in the line. But when it comes time for them to open right before 11, everybody goes up there and you just start looking for your ticket number. And that's how you line up according to what number you have. And it was the most civil thing that I had seen. I was like, this wouldn't, I told, I, I told Mike, this is not going to work in Memphis. There would be shootings, fights. They would never, who's, who's going to line up like that in the right order? No. But I thought that was cool. Yeah. And so we lined up. It took us, what, 10 minutes to get through the line? It was probably longer than that. It wasn't we too made, long. we made a live video. We played with some, you know, Rocks. puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, they had this thing standing there. It was like, a bunch of different shaped rocks. And if you could stack 10 of them up, like straight up, you got a free piece of dessert. And their, or, and their dessert was smoked pecan pie. Oh, gosh. And let me tell you, they're doing those on a FEC is what I was told. It's some really, really good pecan pie if you like pecan pie. Because you need to try that. It is. I mean, it's almost worth the trip to go get the pecan pie. I'm figure that out and they're what's <laughs> neat about it it's not it's not like it's a whole big pecan pie yeah it's a little There's, individual yeah it's enough for two people yeah. I, don't, I mean if you ate if you could eat a pound of brisket and one of the pecan pies you a man because <laughs> <laughs> it's super rich and we split we split a pecan pie to go we took it to go and then ate it later that night in the hotel room and man it was still good it had just Did a you, slight smoky flavor yeah it was enough to know that it had been prepared on a, on a smoker. But it was a good pecan pie. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, to me, a good pecan pie is one that's set, so you can cut a piece of it out, take it out, and it's not going to run all over your plate. But it was delicious. Pecans too. aren't too heavy, too, you know, they, they have a nice roasted taste to them. I guess the smoke, the smoker environment kind of does that to them. But it was, it was delicious. It was text, it was textbook, really, really good pecan pie. And it's Did about. Did you say what we got? I was looking up the other. Oh, no. So. So we went up there. We wanted to try everything, of course. And so we ordered uh, a pound of brisket, but we did a half pound fatty, half pound lean. That's some flat and some at the point, which is the best part. They gave us a a burn-in in line to try. They were passing out sausage. But I wanted to try a link of sausage. They had a jalapeno cheese sausage. Um, And then I bought one of the big beef ribs, and it weighed Three pounds. It was almost three pounds, I think. Yeah, it was quite right at two at two two point nine eight or something <laughs> like that. Three pound of beef rib, and then of course it, uh, we got sides. They had a uh, jalapeno cheesy cheese grits. jalapeno grits. 
those were outstanding. We've yes. got to try to duplicate that. Yes. And then they had a potato salad, and it was uh, it was standard potato salad. Yeah. I wasn't blown away by it. They it was, give you the garnish, the pickles, the onions, the jalapenos, all that stuff. White that bread. Comes, white bread. And then it's all on this tray on a piece of butcher paper. And it was enough food. We ordered it for me and you. And it was expensive. I think it was about 75 bucks. Well, we were splurging, yeah. We were splurging. But it was enough food to feed <laughs> six, probably, wasn't it? And it's hard to eat because it's so rich. and It's hard to eat a lot of it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so rich, it's so... Uh, we didn't even t- we didn't even touch we didn't touch it yeah. as far as you know finishing that food. We took a sack full home. They had all these to go containers outside where you could. I guess they know you order it and then you're going to end up not eating it. Yeah. There's no way you could. I don't even think I could ate a pound of the brisket. It was so rich and I mean just filling. Yeah. But by the and time the I tried everything, and, yeah. I mean I was you know and and uh, so Heath and his wife ordered. The ribs, and they got turkey, because they got a beef rib. They got, they got a little bit of it all, too. And I, so we tried one of their ribs. They were pretty good. They were just a standard uh, black black pepper and salt rib. Yeah. The turkey was really, really good. good. I mean, I would never... And I've heard, you know, a lot of those Texas restaurants do really good smoked turkey. And they're doing it just as good over there in, in Arizona. I mean... The the smoke taste wasn't too heavy. No, I, I, well, I think mainly the, from now, just because I read Aaron Franklin's cookbook... They mainly cook that in full and butter. That's what's up. Really? Yeah. What, they the don't turkey? Get, they don't get a whole lot of smoke. I'm it's just a turkey breast. The they I'm season heavy the with salt and pepper. And, yeah, but I'm talking about all of the meat that we had that oh, day. Yeah. It wasn't too heavy. And you put pictures of it on the Instagram. Oh, if you're interested, we, go check out the video of Malcolm like poking the beef rib. <laughs> it just jiggles. Well, I think things. we did. Didn't you, didn't you get one of uh, me ordering the brisket and him cutting brisket mm-hmm. and then... There's a cool a cool pick of their uh, pit setups, and they're running those camelback pits. That the same kind of pit, the stick burner they had in that store. I, um, I think the owner that I thought he came up with those that design. That's his own, but man, they're these super How long are they pits. Different than a, I mean, it's just standard stick burner. It's just okay. super sized, and I oh, guess they draw okay. so. I mean, the pipes, the the exhaust pipe on them, so good it creates perfect airflow rolling through it, and. He's actually selling those, or they sell those pits to barbecue restaurants. I mean, this isn't something you put on. If you put it on a trailer, it's going to be a big trailer. Was that pit? Man, it's probably, it looked at least 10 foot long. It may yeah. be bigger than that. I thought it was two. Like, they, they had one to one, but it was no, one No, that was big. one big pit. Damn. Yeah, it was huge. I would have liked to, I'd like to go back and get a tour, get some pastrami. Probably some more brisket. We're gonna fly to Arizona just to eat. Yeah, oh, go yeah. shopping no, at yeah. Tim. Go, go shopping at barbecue. barbecue Island. Island. Go, go to Little Miss Barbecue. Yeah, but that was our, you know, that that was if our you Arizona live trip. Close to that area, Man. make a day trip. Heck and yeah, go hit those two spots. It's worth. Arizona is beautiful this time of year. First time I'd ever been, I didn't know what to think. Yeah, I mean, it was a different environment than Mississippi. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you that I could breathe really well there. You get off the plane and you know. The air's good quality. I mean, it's good quality, fresh, dry air. It ain't ain't like our (laughs) hot and humid and sticky. I wouldn't want to be out there in the summer, but. And the people. I like the people, you know. They were. It was cool. It was was a fun trip. I really had a great time out in Arizona. Um, Wanted to give a quick shout out to Kevin from the butcher shop in Florida. He sent us those A9 Kobe briskets. Um, If you're interested in some high quality meat, he can ship it to you. He will ship it right to you. It's the butcher shop in Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. It's I'm not like going to give out his shop-y. number, but look him up. He'll talk to you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
He's very knowledgeable. He has very good stuff. Yeah. We get comp. I've got comp meat from him a lot last mm-hmm. year. His, I mean, he's got he's got the ribs, whatever kind you want. He's got never got chicken from him, but as far I'm as sure bucks, brisket, and ribs, he's got them. But he's got all kinds of other stuff too. He even gave us the turkeys too. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could. Oh man, he he flew out fresh turkeys for us to use. They were good too. Yeah. Um. Those turkeys were juicy. I do have a question. Fire it at me. What's up with the meat in the refrigerator? In the meat refrigerator? That is a doe I shot last weekend. Or it's been, I'm, I'm dry aging it a little bit. Got so it on what's the rack. up with that? I plan to do a deer shoulder roast with it. Yeah, but what does dry aging it do? Oh, it just lets the meat start to break down in a, cold, in a cool environment to where it's going to be more tender, more flavorful. It's, I mean, I don't know if... That's a redneck dry agent to me. You put it in the refrigerator, you got to get it up on a rack so it ain't sitting in its own juice and, and some moisture's coming out of it, but the outside's drying out, it's breaking down. All those enzymes in it are working on it to to make it more tender, more flavorful. Okay. So it's going to be really good. It's the same thing. I mean, you know, a lot of guys, they'll they'll uh, hang their deer when they after they, you know, harvest them. And they'll, you know, they'll hang two or three weeks in a, in a cooler. Just so the the meat it starts it's, it just makes it better intensifies the flavor. So, so what's the plan once they dry age? Uh, I'm gonna wrap them up in butcher paper and put them in the freezer. Then I'm gonna take them out and and kind of smoke them. Are you deboning it? Is it already deboned? No, no, it's it's you're not, cooking yeah, it bone in. I don't want to freak you out, but there's some, <laughs> it's just two deer shoulders in the refrigerator. Oh no, I mean I've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all good. It's going to be delicious. I'm going to, I think I'm going to do barbecue. I'm not doubting you. I'm, I'm just do some barbecue about deer. Process. Have you ever had barbecue deer? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's what that's I'm doing. That's pretty common that's what I'm gonna do. where I grew up. Was it? Well, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be good, too. Yeah. It is pretty good. The way I had it was in a crock pot, usually with barbecue sauce. And well, we're going to put a sear on It's just a way to utilize the, cheap, you know, the, the leaner cuts of the deer. We're going to put some smoke and a good sear on it, and then we're going to put it in a pan and braise it with some vegetables and... And you're doing all Break this bone it down. In. Yeah, bone in. Then we'll just pick the bones out and anything, you know, connective tissue, see new, all that, pull it right out, take that meat, shred it up. So is it gonna mix have... it up with the sauce and it'll be it'll make some really good uh deer tacos or sandwich, whatever you however you want to eat it. So is it gonna be more pot roasty flavor or yeah. is it gonna be more barbecuey flavor? Mm, depends on what you go with it at the end. I'm probably gonna go barbecue. You could do a mix. Skinny flavor. Yeah, for the I mean, that's what it's going. I mean, that's what it'll be. It'll be. It'll be good. So you're going to decide what you're going to do with it at the end, and then oh yeah, apply. Okay. And I probably I, I plan to do some videos on some more uh, you know wild game venison type stuff this year, or coming up next year. So that's one of them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it down and make sure it passes the Miss Southern Shell seal of approval first. <laughs> and then that's we'll do a, a video hard one on to it. achieve. It is to get that stamp. They don't just pass them out. <laughs> All right, so prime rib this week. Prime rib was this week. And really, you know, prime ribs, it's one of the fanciest things you can cook. And it's another one of those easy ones. Because mm-hmm. there's the only thing, I mean, the only way you can mess it up is if you overcook it. Overcook it and slice it too soon. That's the two ways you can mess it up. But I've even time. took a bad, you know, a cheap cut of prime rib, something I found on sale for five ninety nine a pound, and cooked it whole and like kept it rare. Kept it rare and it's still mouth watering good. Yeah. So I think it, a lot of people get 
get a little nervous about cooking um, prime rib. And first off, let me tell you what prime rib is. I get this question, and people want to want to say something about it all the time. A prime rib is doesn't have anything to do with the grating of the meat. It's just the preparation of a whole ribeye roast. That's what prime rib is. After you take a whole ribeye, you season the outside of it, you cook it, whether it's in an oven or on a grill or smoker, it becomes a prime rib. That's just the preparation of it. Now, you could do a prime prime rib if you want. That would be prime grated beef when you start out. Now, most of the time, I'm not cooking, I'm not buying a whole prime, whole ribeye. How much would that cost? It probably cost you 300 bucks. Yeah. Well over 200. I mean, a, a choice, a good choice grade CAB uh, whole ribeye is, is going to be in the neighborhood of about two something, 225. You can find them about 180 to about 225 usually. They're usually about... What was this one? We got it at Sam's. It was, I think it was right at $9.99 a pound in our Sam's and I think it, it cost about I don't know, a little over $189, something yeah. like that. It's about 10 bucks a pound. It weighed 18 pounds. Yeah. Now, you can buy them smaller pieces. You can get your butcher to cut you three pounds of it, whatever you want. But it's still, you know, part of that whole ribeye roast. And then once you cook it, it becomes a prime rib. And so don't think that you have to buy prime meat to do it. You can do it with choice. I wouldn't do it with select. And you don't really see much select in stores but that is a grade it's like the lowest institutional grade yeah there may be something below that i don't know what they probably use that for dog food or something <laughs> <laughs> but, or but you're fine the choice you find it you're yeah a good choice whole a good cho- choice whole ribeye usually comes in a cryvac bag unless you buy it by a piece and then the butcher's already cut it and wrapped it get it home um trim the excess fat off of it. that's what i did that's what one of my questions was why did you remove all the fat and is that necessary well i wanted to get it down to i mean i've done it just run and gun pull it out of the package throw it social season throw it on i think it looks better to trim some of that fat and then you get a little bit better crusty bark by getting it down to the muscle as opposed to putting it all on top of that fat that's going to melt off or come off real easy when you're trying to trim it. Or be cut off. Or be you, cut off, yeah. When it hits my plate, you know, you're going to cut that off. You're yeah, most people don't want to eat that, that thick fat anyway. Yeah. Um, now, those ribeyes come with tail on. And the tail is, if you notice in that video, it's that little piece down that runs all the way down along the bottom. And it's just real thick fat. There's some meat to it. I saved it, but I just didn't want, for presentation purposes, I didn't want that big tail of fat on the plate. So, and if I'm serving it to guests, I always take it off. Nobody's eating that. I mean, it's it's really kind of extra weight that you're paying for by buying it whole. If you were to buy a trimmed and tied roast, they would they would charge you you know more per pound because but you're getting more higher yield. Yeah, well, you're just you're not getting that fat. Yes, it's yeah. more yield because you're paying for it when you when you're you paying buy for it either way. Either way, you're paying <laughs> for it. And and I did tie it up. You don't have to do that. I think it makes presentation look good and it holds that roast more like a circular shape the whole way down. It's more uniform. And it does. I mean, as it cooks, if you don't tie it, it's going to want to spread out naturally. That keeps it all together and keeps it cooking real even too. So, and, it was, and I didn't trust it the way a chef would. Uh, one, I don't know how. I never really did that. Well, I mean, I just yeah. tie off string. I, I tie off me enough what I think is going to cover it, set it on top of it, bring it up, tie it down. And it works. Yeah, it it's works the fine. same. Yeah. It gives you the same effect. The same only effect. difference is the strings aren't connected. Yeah, it's not one big string. It's just a bunch of little ones. But they it's, didn't move. No, they didn't move at all. I, I mean, I picked it up, transferred it to grill, and took yeah. it off, and they didn't move the whole time. It was That was simple. And I seasoned it. I mean, the, the herb uh, 
crusted part. Well, first I did the heavy layer salt, pepper, garlic. Well, yeah, why don't you choose AP hot rub and steak rub? Why don't you make that Well, because it's because it wins steak contest for one. <laughs> and I know how good it is. But you need, AP to me, a large beef roast like that needs a lot of salt. A lot. And so I went pretty heavy with AP. I could have used coarse salt and black, and black pepper equal parts. Covered it in that first. That would have been good. Um, you know, but I just thought the AP would work good. Mm -hmm. And then the hot rub was just to give it a little bit of color on the outside. It adds a little bit more pepperiness. You don't get the barbecue flavor from it, but you do get the color and you get, you know, a little bit of the spice. It gives that little crust of spiciness. You didn't go heavy enough to give it the barbecue. No, I didn't. Yeah. If I'd, if I'd have doused it, like I was cooking ribs or something or pork butt, it would have, it would have had more of a barbecue flavor, but I really was doing that just for effect. And it, the flavor was just a little bit bonus that we got from it. Yeah. But it did give it a pretty red kind of yes. color when it smoked. You know, it, it looked good. And so some of those <clears> pictures <throat> when it was hitting, first hitting the grill, you know, still raw, it almost looked like it had been cooking a little while because yeah, that yeah. hot rod gave it that color. But, and then the next, the herb layer, I took some fresh herbs. You know, it was, it was rosemary, sage, thyme. Um, chopped all them up super fine. And then I took about... Five or six cloves of garlic. I just, you know, grabbed one of them little packs and smashed them all up, minced them real good, and added that to some about half a bottle of my steak rub to give it a coarseness and to add some another layer of salt, but some more different peppers in it. You could use a Montreal. Oh yeah, you could use anything like that. Yeah. You could just use salt and pepper that too, make another layer. But what that's doing is that's making texture. You want you don't want something super fine in it. You want something with some coarseness that's gonna grab those, you know, herbs and grab that garlic. And that's what I kind of put on the outside. Now to hold all that on, I did hit that. I did hit it with some olive oil first uh, to kind of make a binder on it, and that helps it brown too when it's cooking. So that held all the seasoning on. Then we applied those three different layers of flavors, and it's ready for the pit. And you could at that point, you could cook it on anything. I mean, I went with a drum. I mean, it was Drums, easy. Yeah, ran it about two seventy five the whole time. I was going to ask you, why did you choose two seventy five? It's just, I wanted a little bit higher heat. I, I, I've cooked them before. You can do it at 225 if you want to. It's going to take you longer. I know that if I cook at 275 on a roast that size, it's going to be about two and a half hours, which is really a quick cook. Mm -hmm. But you're not, if you think about it, you're not taking it that far. I mean, we're only going 120. Now, if you want it you know, more done than that, of course, you can keep cooking it, but... Man, don't, don't ruin a good roast like you that. You pulled it, it off at far. 124, I think. Well, it's just because... It got away yeah, from me. I was it, trying to do some other stuff. It did we get a little bit away. We were taking pictures and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the, it, it was go. I, it was I had my long set for 121. And then I was looking at that. I mean, 120, 125 is far enough. It is going to carry over. I didn't leave the probe in to see what it did carry over. But it was it was in that medium rare. It would, I would have, heck, I would have liked to have had it a little more, little more rare. But I was yeah. afraid I'd offend some meat lovers <laughs> or animal lovers. Uh, there's enough there was enough juice on the board from where i had it <laughs> but man god that was good it was served so it with, what's the highest you if somebody said i don't like it that rare, rare what's the highest you would suggest someone taking it to about 132 to 135 and it's gonna carry That's, over to 140 That's, yeah which is gonna be medium well oh That'd be way too far, man. That's I wouldn't want to. Man, you'd ruin a piece of meat. What I would suggest is take it to that medium rare, and then if you got somebody that absolutely don't want it like that, just put it in an iron skillet. Like cut them off a piece, throw it on a grill, throw it in an iron skillet, get it a little more done for them Sorry. that way. That way you can, I mean, 
it, it, it's you kind of a lot of flavor by searing it. On oh the yeah, you do, you do. Even putting it on the grill, it's almost like a prime rib steak at that point because you still have that. To me, prime rib has a soft texture. Mm-hmm. It should be. It's not like eating a, a piece of ribeye steak. You know that 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 texture is different. It's it's real soft. It's real seasoned on the outside, but in the middle, it's still kind of just beef, just really good beef flavor, and that's what makes it so special. And then we served it with your creamy uh, mayo. It's a, what was it? A creamy horseradish mayo. Yeah. And that. So tell me about that. It's, We've used that recipe a lot. Yeah, I don't even remember how we. Me and you were kind of. I think it was one of the first times we did cook prime rib. We decided we needed something to go with it. And um, we just started working. Oh, no, we were working on those um, sandwiches, prime rib yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, 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 And I just wasn't happy with using just the creamy horseradish sauce. So we started working up a recipe that we liked. And it's just mayonnaise, creamy horseradish sauce, prepared horseradish, hot sauce, and AP. Which it you could use salt and pepper. Simple. Yeah. And the creamy horseradish, just like Kraft brand. Yeah. The prepared stuff is just regular old raw horseradish in a jar. Yeah. And it's pretty hot. If you I mean that's that's where you can kick that up. If you like something a little spicy, use more regular horseradish mm-hmm. in it. The mayo just smooths it all out. Yeah. And of course, gotta have a little hot sauce and, and AP, right? Yeah. And mayo and beef go well together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you could make up an au jus for it if you wanted to. Oh yeah. Now I don't like catching the au jus while it's cooking. Because it gets too much intense smoke flavor. Um, just from, it's, if you think of liquid smoke, that's kind of what it's going to taste like. It's too strong. But what I do, if you notice, when I took that primary off, you had to rest it. That's crucial. And I let it rest yeah, about 25 about minutes. I mean, tw- at least, it might have been a little at least 20 that. minutes, but 25 yeah. was about right. But if you notice, a lot of juice came out and it was in that platter. So you could pour that up and serve that in a little bowl beside it or, you know, or use it a little as bit a over base it. for yeah. a, a gravy. Yeah, and you can make. You can make. A, I wouldn't make a gravy. I just not a gravy. Yeah, serve it just like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> believe me, it was good. What you was know, left over, we put it in Ziploc bags and poured all that in there. And when I popped it in the microwave, warmed it up, I had some last night. It was mm-hmm. still good. It was very good. I just I didn't even heat mine up. I ate it cold with a little of that it's, sauce. The Ooh. the mayo sauce, the yes. horseradish mayo. Man, that's yes. good. Um, it, you ain't gonna go wrong with that recipe. I'm telling you. You could that that red wine reduction sauce we'll that you have really would be really good. good. On it. Yep. Um, so why did you choose hickory and would any other wood work? Yeah, oh yeah, you could use whatever flavor you want. I've used pecan on it. Um, cherry would be really good on it. I mean, you there's could do a combo. Whatever, whatever you like. I just thought hickory smoked herb crusted sounded good, and it was good. <laughs> And I didn't. I, mean, I just used two chunks. It was only on there two and a half hours, so it wasn't like it needed. You don't need to pile the smoke to it. You just want a you know, good, yeah, mild smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only on there for you know a short time. Yeah, yeah. It's two and a half hours. Nothing um, for smoking a big piece of meat like that. You know? One question that you get all the time is why? And you did this in this video. Is why did you wait one hour before you probe the rib? Before you I mean, probe the primary, because I knew you? it was gold. I knew it was forty degrees, and yeah. why am I watching it then? I don't care until it gets up to over ninety. That's when I need to start watching it. So but that, you could start. Pro- you yeah, you can put it, it in. Soon you take it out of the package if you want to. Whenever you want, as long as you know that I got to know what the internal on that meat is. It just, I mean, I always wait. I don't it gives never, you an excuse you know, to go back in there and kind of get an eye out, check an eye on it. Now, if I went in there an hour and it had been, you know, one hundred thirty degrees, I'd have been upset. So maybe. That's just I That'd probably have been more problems than just <laughs> probably for me. I probably I mean just for showing people. I probably should have went ahead and 
probed it at the beginning so people would drove it home that they know. But as long as it's in there and they know they need to watch that internal, it don't matter as long as you don't wait too long. If you but the first part, you're just watching cold meat come up because it was cold that day. Yeah. I don't even think it got over 40 degrees. And, you know, so it was, and it had been sitting outside for a while while we were getting ready to film. So it couldn't have been any warmer than 40 because we took it out of the fridge. And I wanted to talk about, um, what's the minimum you should let it rest? 20 minutes minimum. Minimum. Yeah, I would say. Well, now, see, that's one that you could get done a couple hours in advance, throw it put it in a cooler. Um, Heck yeah. And let then it just, rest. yeah, look. Let it rest in a cooler and then, you know, bring it out and serve it later. It's still going to be hot. What did um, Mark Williams, he's uh, actually sous vide a prime rib. Was it a prime rib that he sous vide? I thought it was a strip loin roast. Strip Same loin roast, was yeah. Whole strip. Similar, yeah. Um, he'd sous vide it and then let it rest for two, three hours and then sear it. On the PK. Man, I, he did that out of that uh, rib cook off that one time. It yeah. was good. But you get I don't all... have the suit. I don't have the. Well, you're anti CV. Yeah, bull of meat. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti. I just don't have one. I've had some good stuff off of it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it seems like if you're cooking for a lot of people, it seems like easy way. If you're not anti, how come every time when I bring it up, you make that face? That's my CV face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's CV. Yeah, you do. <laughs> get it. Okay, what's the maximum you could let it rest? Oh, I don't know. Until it got until it got down to below 140, and then then you got four hours, <laughs> and then you had to put it in the fridge or do something with it. So three to four hours. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go more than two, really, because you two. only took it to 100. You know, that's I, true. I, that's I, true. You know, wait, I'm rethinking that. I just gave you some bad information. No, I wouldn't let it rest. I mean, no more. Four hours would be the maximum. Maximum. Yeah, because once it, you know, that, that's in the danger zone too long. Because you've only cooked it to about 125 ish. That's true. And so it's already in that zone. You need to eat it within four hours or it needs to be refrigerated or thrown out. That's so. true. So no more than four hours. Probably two would be a, a good idea. That's yeah. what, yeah. Um, Don't think you're going to cook it and hold it to eight. <laughs> no, that's, you might get somebody sick. Uh, if you're going to serve, if you were going to be serving prime rib for a dinner, what would you serve with it? Man, that's a good question. You know what I could see going really good with that? What? Some really good potatoes, like those Yukon Golds, a good mash with some cheese in them. Make that sauce you were talking about. That Red run. Just like I did for that world food. Yeah, asparagus. Yeah, you throw throw a big piece of prime rib on some potatoes like that to where it's all soaping up. Uh, My spinach souffle recipe would really be good. good Yeah, that would be good with it. Creamy. Roasted potatoes would be good with right, it. Yeah, I mean, you can put any, you can put prime rib with anything. <laughs> it goes with anything. Prime rib and eggs. I don't know how good that would go. Yeah, probably wouldn't be bad though. Could you get a wagyu or an A nine prime rib? Is that? Yeah, you could get thing? one. I don't know what it would cost. I would imagine over a thousand dollars. Oh really? I don't, I don't really know. I have no idea. I have to ask Kevin. How much can I get one of A nine? <laughs> Whole ribeyes for what's that price tag? I bet you they're. I bet it's thirty bucks a pound, if not more. So Ooh. you do ten pounds of just half of what I did would have been something three hundred. But hey, you, might, you know, you might get one five or six hundred bucks, yeah. maybe. Well, you make. I, hey, I can find no, out, Jack. I was just curious <laughs> what I was thinking about. I was right. I got down. heard the green light. I heard the green light. <laughs> get one. So that's uh, uh, wait till we get through this podcast. I'm jumping on the phone. 
That's Christmas dinner. Yeah, Christmas dinner. That would be good. It would be good. Um, hold on. When I was editing, I was coming up with you know questions or thoughts we'd talk about. Would you do anything differently? No, I would probably. Well, I'd probably t- instead of taking it off one twenty four, I'd got it off at one twenty four degrees. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Because I like it more on the rare side. I do too. I, it was. It wasn't. Enough, I mean, nothing was wrong with it. It was perfect. It was still really bloody. Yeah, I think it was more. Me personally, I like it. Was it was pretty pink, you know. Yeah, I like it more on the. But I like it a little more pink. Yeah, I do too. I like it a little personally. more on the red side. Yeah, and it was pink. It was because pink, it's, more it has, red. it has. Red. To me, rare beef is where you get all your flavor. That's where the flavor is. The longer you cook it, you're just taking it towards bland and. Bland beef's not good. I mean, if you're going to eat that, might as well eat, you know, jerky or hamburger or something like that. And the so, whole thing of the prime rib is it's, mo- you know, it's a lot of unseasoned surface. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, you only, you got to think we're putting a lot of flavors on it, but it's on the outside. We're not doing anything to the inside. It's just beef flavor. And that's the way it should be. You should have that contrast. Where, and I like to cut it as I eat it. I cut it to where you get a piece of the outside and the inside and work your way around it. Think of working <laughs> like, like a, a pizza. Pie. Yeah, like <laughs> a pie. The where you get a piece every time it's got the heavy season on the outside, but by the time you get to that inner meat where it's super tender, it's almost silky, the, the texture's mm-hmm. I mean, it's perfect. That's a good bite of prime rib. And that's if you just cut the heart out of it, it'd just be, you know, real soft meat. It'd be good, really, but but you don't get any salt. You don't get it needs it. You know, flavor, it need yeah. it needs that. That's when we serve a sauce with it a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have some fresh salt, like some coarse salt yes. to just season over it when I get a slice of it to make it pop all the way through. Just one pinch. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I'm a big fan of prime rib, but I never order it out in a restaurant, you know? Dude, I, I, I'm a little skeptical of it. Well. Not when I can get a ribeye, you know? That's usually the, way, the case for me, too. Unless I know I'm going to a place that has good prime rib. Yeah. And if you're known for it. Underground. underground. <laughs> <laughs> we might go there tonight. Yeah. Compare. Okay. I did mine this week. Let's go see if they if they have it on special. You know they don't always have it. But. I'm a fan of the underwine because you can bring your or their under. I see what you're thinking. Yeah, I see <laughs> you what you're thinking. You can bring your own wine. Yeah. Hey, it's Christmas time. That's right. It's wine season. Most wonderful time of the year. So this week I thought we'd talk about gifting food or making food for gifts. Yeah, we don't. You know. I, to me, you gotta watch. I mean, not everybody likes smoked food mm-hmm. or stuff like that. But most of the, but I mean, if you have friends you that know who do, you're giving yeah, it to. don't know just your send that to you with your kid, the school teacher. <laughs> she Here does you go, Miss Waddle. <laughs> Here's you some smoked nuts. <laughs> in a suspicious package. Yeah, yeah, in a suspicious package. From some little kid But if it's nose. somebody you know that's gonna appreciate it, man, it's some of the best gifts you can give somebody. Yes. Because it was your time, it was your recipe, and they—I mean—they know that you know you really put some love into it. Yeah. And so some of the ones that come to my mind that I like to do, of course, you've got um, you know your traditional sm- double smoked ham, uh, a turkey, something like that. But more, mainly, I think about stuff that that's almost like snack stuff, and that's what I like, or something that can serve as an appetizer. So you get into your smoked cheeses, yeah. and the, or something that's more of a treat. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't talk about that we did in Arizona was we smoked pecans. That was what I was fixing to say. Those make excellent gifts, and they're really, really good. And you can do savory, you can do sweet, you can do spicy. 
you can do spicy and sweet, which is what we did out there. Yeah. It, it, if they're kind of like a candy pecan is mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Um, you know, you took them, uh, seasoned them a little bit, melted some butter. Put the, did you put the seasoning in the butter or sprinkle them on the nuts? No, I just tossed my nuts with, I poured, you know. Pecan, half pecans out of the shell. Yes, half pecans. Cleaned. Yeah. They came from Sam's, you yeah, know, as a bag. Yeah. Um, I poured them into the pan. You know, a, a sheet pan works the best. But um, tossed them with some butter, brown sugar. Melted butter. Melted butter, brown sugar. Um. Did you see some of the, chipotle, the, the honey chipotle Heath Ross rub? Yes. Because it gave them a little pop. But sweetness they also had a little yes. sweetness, too. And then all you do is put them on the grill. Yeah, about an hour. 15. It takes, what, 250, 275, mm-hmm. I think? And stir them every 15 minutes. Yep. It is the simplest thing. And then what I like to do, and this is where you come in, you buy those little clear cellophane holiday bags, and they come with little twist ties, and you can just, when those nuts get done... Let them cool. Yeah, let them cool, cool off completely. Like air cool. Actually, as soon as they come off the grill, I like to sprinkle just a little more of, you know, like the honey chipotle. The just one we use with pop. the heat roll. Yeah, just give them that one little pop. Because, you know, after it cooks on, it has a different flavor. So I always put one last little pop at the end. And you just portion them out in the bags, mm-hmm. tie them up, put a tag on them. They're good to go. Yeah. And you could do that with any nut, not just pecans. Cashews are great that way. You Mixed can, nuts. The, the big can, you can buy the big can. And I usually go for the unsalted stuff when I'm doing that because you're adding your seasonings to it. So if you get the un, the unsalted version of cashews, mixed nuts, peanuts, whatever it is, it's going to take on the flavor more. You don't have to worry about getting them too salty. Yeah. Um, you could you could go straight spicy. I mean, you and know, that's one, just oh, savory. This would probably be good. Pecans work so good, yeah. you know, to me because they come unseasoned. Right, right. You can put them in tins. You can yeah. put them in bags. You can do whatever you wanted with them. One recipe Jars. that I have, I have a friend that requests it every year. It's Worcestershire sauce. Did I say that right? Yeah, close enough for me. <laughs> Butter, Worcestershire sauce, and some other seasoning. It's a real savory. Yeah. You know, it didn't have any sweetness to it. You know, that's that's and that was going to be the next thing I said. That's kind of my Chex Mix or... You call it trash. We yeah. always call it party mix or whatever. But that's it. So everybody's seen it. You can, grocery stores have it, tons of it yeah. right now with those packets. But all it is is different kinds of rice and corn and wheat cereals. Uh, you can mix nuts with it. Um, and what else? Pretzels. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the best pretzels. That will, this is something you kind of came up with was the um, goldfish pretzels. They're not too pretzely. They're really good, and they roast up real nice in the Chex Mix. And it, oh, isn't it butter, Worcestershire sauce, a little garlic powder? It's seasoning. I'm thinking yeah. of the traditional recipe, and a little bit of cayenne pepper, and that's it. But you can like go whatever direction you want with it. Let me tell you what I do. You okay. take the recipe, and you double the seasoning. You double the butter. You double the... Everything seed, it says? You double everything it says. And you, I usually do add a few more things, because I add bugles. And oh, that's, add, those yeah. are my favorite. Bugle and chips add, in yeah. or a little corn. Yeah. And I add a few other little things, more nuts than it calls for and stuff like that. So, But kicking up the seasoning really makes it really so good. So do you double the, the ingredients too or just the stuff that goes in it? A little bit of both. I, do, I double what goes in it and then I just add the regular stuff but add a few more nuts, add some, the bugles. Yeah. So I do add a few more things to it. Man, it's good. It's good. So you need to do it, like well, you do it in the oven in a big, yeah. in a big aluminum pan. 
But I do it. Well, I like doing it on the pellet grill, mm-hmm. which is the same thing. It must my outdoor <laughs> oven. But but it gives it a little bit. When you add smoke, though, it gives it a little bit uh, more flavor. It does. And those make great gifts, too. I mean, you give somebody a bag of, you know, party mix, some, some smoked nuts, nuts, a block of cheese. Now, let's talk about the cheese real quick. Yeah. You have you need cool weather to smoke cheese, and you don't need much heat. It's not about the heat; it's about the the smoke that you're getting. And I tell you, you will melt. Some you cheese. Oh, it'll melt quick. Yeah, especially, I've, done, I've tried doing it on a warm day; it just don't work. But right now, this time of year, it's perfect for doing cheese. And you, I don't care if you just go to the grocery store and buy a cheap block of cheddar cheese or whatever kind you like; they'll work. You don't have to spend a ton of money on expensive cheeses but 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 what i do is i put them on a rack you know like one of the the chicken racks or the 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 long or full pan size cooling rack put my blocks of cheese on that get them in my smoker and build the smallest little fire i can i tell you what works great is that little amazing smoke tube yeah it's just a little metal screen tube that you can put pellets in it generates enough heat where you get a good smoke and it's just the right amount to let that cheese warm up just a touch because that's what you're doing you're wanting those oils to release and they start coming to the surface and it absorbs all that smoke it doesn't take long to smoke cheese i mean i if i if I run it a couple hours is all it takes if you have that smoke tube you can do it on any pit oh yeah you can do it yeah you can do it on any pit it doesn't matter you could heck, you could probably just make a box. But one I've thing, seen people do that. They've like used a box and used a dryer vent just to get some smoke in there on it and set it up. Like a wooden, I mean, like a a wooden box, a cardboard box, anything. I mean, it's because it's not too much heat. You yeah, don't want too much heat. heat. Yeah, but I use I usually use my pellet grill, and I'll you know I won't even start it. I'll just put one of those smoke tubes in there and, and let the fan run to where it's drawing air, turn it on, but don't go through the ignition cycle. And then just let that smoke tube draw and, and smoke across it. I mean, I've done it on a drum, put the smoke tube down in the bottom, done it in my old hickory. I mean, you could do it on any grill. Really could. Um, and those make great gifts. If you get that smoke tube going, don't get it too close to the cheese because it, you need it a little bit separated. One time oh, we yeah. had it too close and it melted some half of a block of cheese. Well, it's because it was too warm that <laughs> yeah. day, too. But I tell yeah. you, now. I did figure out a way to do cold smoked cheese in warmer weather, but you have to get a pan full of ice. You put that, like a rack over that, and that'll keep the temperatures cool enough in there to where you can cold smoke it that way. Now, I wouldn't do it in the summertime, but now now's the perfect time of year. You don't even need an ice bath. You can just let it roll. But the, now the important thing with smoking cheese is you've got to let it bloom. And what that is, is when it comes off, let it cool down to room temperature. Because it's going to make some surface oil come out. That's just the way it works. Do you like that oil off or just no, let just it leave it alone. Out. Just let yeah. it hang out. Let it dry. Wrap it up in plastic wrap and put it in the refrigerator. And that's going to intensify the flavor. That's going to concentrate the smoke in it. And it's going to take on whatever flavor would you use. I usually, for cheese, I don't like to go too heavy. I like to use something light. Apple, um, cherry, um, pecan. When you get it a hickory, it gets a little too heavy. So you don't need a whole lot of you know a whole lot of heavy smoke flavor because it's really really soaking it in, and How then after about seven days, about I usually go about two hours on the cheese. It don't take long at all, and then seven days wrapped in full in the fridge to bloom wrap out. Wrap plastic wrap. In the plastic fridge. wrap, yeah, not full plastic wrap. I'm sorry. What I'll do is wrap them up with saran wrap, and then you can just lay it on the shelf, stick it in a, a plastic bag, just put it in there, and forget about it for a week. 
and then slice it and serve it. And it makes great gifts, but it makes excellent. You know, we talk about doing these sausage and cheese boards yeah. or charcuterie boards of any kind. When you add some smoked cheese in there with it, man, it's good. And you buy, you can buy a good like, smoked Gouda, smoked this, smoked oh, that. Yeah. But it's even better when you do it yourself. That's right. Um, what are some of the other smoked gifts that you have on your list there? Because my, <laughs> my mind's drawing a blank. I'm thinking about cheese now. <laughs> One thing that we used to do that we haven't done in a while is we would smoke uh, butts. and um, Smoke a whole butt for people, pull the bone out, package it up, you know, and then give it to them with some rub, some sauce. Oh, yeah. That's a really good, makes a really good Christmas present. It's easy to do. Mm -hmm. And I found that you can buy those, if you have a vacuum sealer, I mean, that should be on the Christmas gift list right there, vacuum sealer. Every every pit master needs a, every barbecue man needs a vacuum, food saver to store leftovers in. But what we do, they they sell these uh, expandable bags for it, and they're meant for, on the box, it's like putting turkeys in, and they hold it great. But what they do, they're kind of gusseted on the side to where they raise up, and you can set the pan and all in there. So when you pull the bone out of a butt, leave some juice in there, and then shove the whole pan and all in the bag, and then vacuum seal it down to where it all draws down tight. Now, don't draw the liquid up in there. When it starts pulling that up, stop and seal it. And that's a great way to, you can, you can, um, Get a sticker or just give hand them some reheating instructions on it. Mm-hmm. Put your little gift message on that. Give them some rub and sauce. And, man, you got a fine gift. Oh, and yeah. I, I know right some guys that make money doing that because you get these businesses that want to, you know, give their employees gifts or they're buying them to give to other businesses, maybe their clients or something like that. And, man, if, if you're set up for it and I ain't saying, you know, it's for everybody, but you can make some money. You can make some money. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Hands up. yeah. It's holiday time. That's a good little little side gig. Yeah. If you, you know, if you got something, if you're trying to raise some money for your barbecue team or you're <laughs> your war chest or whatever. If you have the capability, yeah. Um, hams like we we give we gave away what a lot of hams for Thanksgiving. Um, they're perfect for funerals. <laughs> say yeah. yeah, taking taking them for. Um, Anytime you give somebody something, man, the ham can't go wrong with a spiral sliced ham. Yeah. It's portioned up. It's great. Blow me out now. <laughs> Perfect refusal. Hold on, let me leave. Smoke salt. <laughs> I've seen people do smoke salt. That's nothing. That's something we haven't done. Yeah, I've never done that, but I know a lot of people that'll dry out your seasonings like that, your blend. So you could do salt. You could do your rubs. You could do brown sugar. Um, and give people a little jar of smoke. You know. Yeah. Smoke yeah. salt. Um, smoke seasonings. Anything Anything. like brown sugar does real well because it takes the moisture out of it so, you know, it won't clump in the jar. So once you spread it out and you break it all up after it gets dehydrated out, it really goes great for doing rubs and stuff with. Will it take on a... It gets a... Yeah, it takes... If you put the smoke to it, it will. I mean, you know, if you give it some, if you just... You could just do it in the oven. Yeah. And it wouldn't have any, but... Huh. Smoke brown sugar. Any other good smoke gifts you can think of? Because we... We do a lot of non-smoke gifts for, you know, Well, some Christmas of the stuff too. that, yeah, that, some of the stuff that I like to give are good instrument thermometers or dots, uh, knives. Oh, I was talking about baked goods. Oh, oh, baked stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's about it for me. I like to do banana bread because you can package it up really pretty and I make a really good banana bread. So, and you can make them, you can do little small sm- banana breads, you know. You smoked or you do them in the oven? No. Candace Rawls does have a smoked banana bread recipe. She did on Traeger. Mm-hmm. It was very good. You could do it. 
Those pecan pies need to be something you need to work on. I am. This barbecue. I am. Little Miss Shell's pecan pies. We're I, still I, I, <laughs> I, I had a really it. good pecan pie recipe, and I ate theirs, and I was like, dang it. Yeah. It's better than mine. Uh, Can't have that. Yeah, you got, you got time to go to work. <laughs> Can't have that. I, the one thing that, um, I, know I spend a little time doing candy. I do pralines, you know. I have yeah, a candy I, thermometer, you know. I do the whole nine yards. Oh, I haven't even thought about Christmas candy. Yeah, I know. That makes fat I'm behind. Happy. I'm behind schedule. Pralines, the pretzel rods, mm-hmm. the uh, you know what? peanut butter balls, the fudge. That Reese's peanut. This that, is all coming. Reese's yes. peanut butter fudge is the easiest candy you could possibly make. And people like it better than some of the stuff I spend a lot of time. Really? You know? Is it the microwave stuff? Yes. Is it really? Yeah, that's it. That's too easy. Yeah. I know. You just get a. Uh, hold on. Did you, you get one of those down? big packages of um, almond bar. It's like that white chocolate. It comes mm-hmm. in like a little. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's in the bacon section. It's yeah. a little square. It looks like ice tray cubes yes. or whatever. You get one of those. You slowly melt it in the microwave. You mix in two cups of super crunchy peanut butter. Um, and then pour that into like a, you know, whatever you're going to. Casserole dish. Yeah, casserole dish. A really greased casserole dish. And then top it with about eight chopped up Reese's peanut butter cups. Let it cool. That can't be bad. That's, that's one of my favorite things you do. It's awesome. It tastes just like Reese's peanut butter. It does. You can get peanut butter cups. It'll make you can get sick off of it. Yeah, Waylon loves it. I always oh, make yeah. him some. But there, that's my holiday candy. Man, I can't wait to start making that. So when's that gonna happen? We got I guess fifteen it's days. Is that right? Yeah. No, it's more than that. It's eighteen. Is it eighteen days? Mm-hmm. You got you got you got to get on it, chill. I know. Make all this candy. I know. What else is that? I mean, is that we're gonna wrap? Is that gonna wrap? I feel us like up? I lost you, so I think we gotta wrap it up. You guys talk about candy. I got man. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go down. It's time to go to the store, buy some ingredients, make some I do. treats. That's what we're fixing to do. We're fixing to make the the initial shopping list for the for the Christmas shopping list. Yeah, I ain't talking about gifts right now. We're talking about just stuff for us. Oh, real quick, let's talk about gifts. What do you want? What would you want if you? Uh, this year, what would I want? Yes. Well, you know, barbecue gifts. Yeah. We're talking about barbecue gifts. Can I put can I put grills and stuff in there too? Or sure, yeah. Like what the, grill do you need? You've oh, you're talking about just for possible... me. What could I possibly want? Oh, oh, well, I don't know. I was just thinking, what if if I didn't have what I have, what would I want? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Well, what is every barbecue? What are some gift ideas for barbecue people? The new the new signals thing from Thermalworks is really cool. What's the price? Four channel. Do you know? It's 120 bucks, I think. Oh, okay. Don't quote me on that, yeah. but I think that's what it is. It's Wi-Fi. It's really cool. Four channels. Yeah. yeah. Four channel works with the app on your phone. Um, For most people, that's all you'd ever need. Gotta four get channels. A, gotta get a thermal pen. Yeah. You have to. You need. You need the the pro. You know. You need the wired probe one to watch it. But then you need a thermal pen to check everything else. Grill grates. A grill grates. You gotta have some grill grates. I can always use another set of grill grates. Those board scrapers. Oh, those cool. are you know that's a really good. Um, that's a cheaper one. Yeah, that's one. Like, you know, not only have learned about those this year, they may have been out a long time. I don't know, but what it is, usually they're a piece of hickory, and they're they're kind of made like a spatula, where it comes down to it a, looks like a short stubby spatula. Yeah, that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. But they're made to. They don't have any grooves on them. 
you make the groove by cleaning your rack with it when it's warm and it fits your grill specific to whatever kind of grill you have to clean it and they're inexpensive i think you can get one for 20 bucks the one we have is a grill safe and they work really really yeah, good yeah. they kind of notch have, to have your bottle opener in it that's how yeah. you do it. you create those notches in it Based by running it on a, by running it on a, on a warm rack you know and it gets all the crud off i mean the the reason it's called a grill safe is because it's safer for you than using metal brushes because I know everybody's seen that those, you know, metal brushes, the, the metal fibers were coming out of them. People were finding them in their food. You could eat it. It's dangerous. I mean, it could hurt you. So that that was the whole idea of using those wooden ones. And, uh, man, hey, that's, I, I need a lifetime supply of wood. How Is about, it grill safe? That's what, that's what I need, Shell. I need a pallet of splits, pecans, pecan or oak splits for my stick burner. You can put that on the list. Okay. The whole pallet. I got it. Yeah. Seasoned, well, probably kiln dried. I want, I don't know, 16% moisture. I, don't know, I need a moisture meter. I need a moisture meter for wood. What's That's a something. moisture meter. I've never it, even heard of it's that. It's like, I, I was told about it, and I, <laughs> this is something I do not know anything about. I'm not a stick burner guy, but I'm going to learn. But it's this little handheld device that I guess you can put on wood and it can tell you how much moisture is in it. Huh. And so each individual piece, it'll tell I guess you? guess so. That's all I know. Hmm. Write that down. Right now. So it's a grill safe, and they are shopgrillsafe.com. Okay. And I think they'll actually custom them for you, so you can get your logo or get your name oh, that's cool. printed on that grill safe. That's a really good. They're about 25 bucks. That's a great gift to give someone. I need, uh, here's something else I need to keep my grills clean. A dust, it's like a auto detailing uh, little dust mop. I thought you already got one of those. No, I didn't get... <laughs> Well, I need another one. <laughs> I got one. You got to have another one for my, new, for my Jambo, right? That's what I need one for. <laughs> what else do you need? There's some things I need multiple of, Cheryl. I believe it. Busted my hair. You need multiple me's. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can only handle one you, I promise. What's well, enough? <laughs> like George Jones, one woman man. I need and I'm trying to think. Me. Is there anything else that? Uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was thinking of what everybody else would want. Yeah. PK Grill. You got to. I mean, get in state get cooking. Grill. Yeah, get a PK Classic. I would like to have another one. I've yeah. got, I've got one. I could use two for sure. Rubs and sauces. If you know anybody that cooks or enjoys cooking that's always a they're good gonna idea. use the rubs and sauces you know that's a good thing injectors yeah injectors are good i can't get the bdi anymore quit making them so i gotta find a replacement we've got a few things we're working maybe yeah. we'll have something next year anybody knows of a good injector i know that chops power injector is pretty interesting i'm gonna check it out it it's got a bunch of like needles though big apparatus for for a to small do. job yeah, if i'm just gonna do a butt yeah, yeah. Why do I need that? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It always wins like... Like if you're doing hogs on a regular basis or if you're yeah, doing 40... Tons of whole shoulders. Yeah, I could see it being worth your time to pull it out. What about some knives? knives I'm really are... liking those Dowstrong knives that I got. So those are... You can buy a set of those on Amazon and it'll last you a long time. I mean, they're they're not cheap. I think a decent set of them... 250, 300 bucks, something like that. That is a but great... man, it's a great gift set. If you have a, a husband... A brisket slicer. Or a boyfriend. Or a dad. Or significant other. Or a girlfriend. Or wife, whatever. Say, well, that why not? really enjoys cooking. 
Get them a knife, and you need to spend, you know, a hundred dollars <laughs> to <step> it. <laughs> Either way, for stabbing, you can get the cheap one. But if you need to get somebody like that a gift, you can get them a, a really, really nice knife. Every time I've ever given you a nice knife. It's, I've been, I go crazy. Yeah. About it. There, I'm, I'm telling it's you. It's a great gift. And it's easy, and it's, they can have it forever. Yeah. You know? Something to take care of. Yeah. A nice case to hold those knives if you're traveling with them mm-hmm. is always a good gift. I can go on and on about gifts, but that's some of the more important ones. Get your Thermalworks products. <laughs> get you some grill grates. Get you a new grill. And get down. Oh, grill gloves? Those yeah, are yeah, good. those grill yeah. gloves. Those are a good inexpensive gift. Hot, hot gloves. I'm telling you, for the money, if I want a pellet smoker, I'd probably go get a Gorilla. And that ain't because I just... I mean, I, I like them. I think those grills are, man, they're built good. Yeah. Traegers are too, but they're a little more expensive mm-hmm. for what you get for the, for well, the money. Well, Gorilla keeps the price low because they cut out the middleman middle on it, selling it direct. Yeah. So you're not going to go to buy Barbecue Island and put your arms, your hands on one of those, uh, put your arms on them yeah, either. I don't see it either. I don't see it. Yeah, they don't have them there, do they? Yeah, because they're not. You got to buy them from Gorilla, huh? You have to buy them from Gorilla. But that, you know, makes it more cost effective. Yeah. If anybody needs a new pellet grill, though, that's definitely one to check out. Mm-hmm. I would put it up there. That would be one to, I'd be hard-pressed to buy something besides that. If that was your price range? Yeah, if that was my price range. What if you didn't have a price? Like, you didn't have a budget? Oh, Memphis Grill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Cadillac. I didn't realize that you have the big Memphis Grill, and there's like a, you know, short Memphis Grill. Barbecue Island had those. I want one of those camelbacks. You just got a jam bag. I didn't even fire it up and cooked anything on it. <laughs> you fired it up. <clears throat> That's my mission this winter is to learn how to cook a brisket like I had at Little Miss Barbecue. They said they basted with what? They basted their briskets with what? Pickle juice and Worcestershire. Isn't that weird? Man, I can't wait to try it. What kind of Sounds pickle good. juice? Sounds good. I love pickle juice. I like Worcestershire. Velasic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I imagine he gets it in a big five-gallon bucket. It's probably like the Sonic or the Firehouse pickle bucket, you know. How many um, briskets do you? He uses the pickles for. They give them to you as a garnish. That's true. It's just hamburger deals. If I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's the pickle juice out of those. How many briskets do you think they cook a week? Man, they told me what was it? Was it five hundred? It was something crazy like that. God, is that one location? Yeah. At this, I mean, they open at eleven. They said they're sold out usually two, by two, three hours. I don't even know if they're open. I don't know if they're open six days. I know they're probably open five days a week. I know they're. I, yeah, I think that's. I guess six, we went on a maybe. Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was jam packed. You gotta have one day. Yeah. At least one day to give your employees off. Yeah. Um, to run a big staff, or you rotate out days off or something. So what do we have coming up this week? We've got one more video to release. Yeah, but well, it's going to be more. two, Connor. They're just appetizer videos. I've already shot them. Yeah. We did it while after we did the prime ribs. So, um, next year. holiday we're appetizers not, for two. Next year, we're not doing more than one video. A and week. then, are we doing another one more podcast? That might be it on the podcast. The rut is on. And it's, <laughs> we're going to do one more podcast. One more podcast for 2018. Come back in February. Come back in February. With videos and podcasts and possibly video podcast maybe yeah all right well hey 
I'm losing you. You're losing me because I'm thinking about all kinds of different things now. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> you started talking about Katie, then you got me thinking about gifts, and now I'm thinking back to deer hunting, and it's just, hey, folks, it's that time of year, I'm and we appreciate y'all. Yeah, you know, appreciate y'all listening to us here. At How to barbecue right? Uh, if you like what we're doing, Shell, tell them where to find us. You can connect with me on Instagram at Miss Southern Shell. You can also connect with Malcolm at How to Barbecue Right. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of them. We also have the app. Download it. It's got all the recipes. Makes it really easy to search all Malcolm's recipes. And that's about it. Hey, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Hope everybody's gearing up for the holidays. We're probably going to see you one more time. We out.